Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell, and today we're going to talk about uh, something really cool is coming up, and uh, I'm so excited for it because I... I'm a fan of the of the movie. I'm a fan of the play, and it's coming to Sykeston thanks to our Sykeston Little Theater, and that is Twelve Angry Jurors. Now, the uh, movie, as you know, uh, was called Twelve Angry Men. This is a little bit different, and we're going to talk to Terry Jett today. Terry is the uh, director of this play, and she also sits on the board of Sykeston Little Theater. Terry, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So let's uh, first talk about you a little bit. Uh, you know, tell us about you and, and where you're from, and and uh, you know what, what you do around here. Well, um, originally I'm from Hannibal, Missouri, born and raised there. Uh, I moved down to the Sykeston area, well, actually Southeast Missouri area, when I first graduated from college. My first teaching job was in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. I'm a vocal music teacher, and um, I met my now ex-husband while I was work, uh, working and living in Poplar Bluff. And um, so that's how I ended up down here the first time. I lived here for several years. After we got married, we moved in, we lived in Cape Girardeau for about five years. Um, then our jobs kind of led us back north, and we ended up back in my hometown area of Hannibal. And then a few years back, you know, after we divorced, my uh, daughter and I moved back to Sykeston because I had got a job opportunity down here that I wanted to take, and I wanted a fresh start, so I ended up moving back. So Nice. I've lived all over the state. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. No, uh, actually, uh, go Trojans, Hannibal LaGrange uh, up there. Um, mm-hmm. That's where my degree's from. And um, so, no, we love having you here in Sykeston now. Uh, you just saved the best for last, the way I look at it, see? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so you, you're here in Sykeston, but then you got involved with Sykeston Little Theater, and I'm, and I'm going to make an assumption here, and I'm going to assume because of you being a a vocal coach and and that sort of thing, you've probably mm-hmm. been involved with theater before Sykeston. I, I got, I'm going to guess. I have. I started probably. Uh, I think I was 13 years old. I started in my in Hannibal Junior High uh, Drama Club. And uh, Hannibal High School, I you know took drama classes. Uh, I went to college at uh, Truman State in Kirksville, and I did uh, opera theater workshop there because I was a vocal music performance major as an undergraduate. And then I went back and kind of got my teaching certification and everything. Um, so, yeah, I've done theater for quite a long time. And I've actually, when I was living in Poplar Bluff years ago, I did some shows over there with the stage company. Um and when I lived in Cape Girardeau, when I was first married, actually, it was the very first time I got involved with Sykes and Little Theater. I was going to a small Baptist church there in Cape, and a friend of mine said, oh, they're doing Godspell. We've got to go down and audition for Godspell. And I was like, what's Godspell? I hate to say I didn't know what it was at first. But I went down and auditioned for it, and uh, we both made the cast, and oh my goodness, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. We had so much fun. The cast was wonderful. I'm still friends with some of the people um, still on the board, actually, with Dennis Bohannon, and that's how he and I first met 20 years ago doing Godspell. And um, then my husband and I, or my now ex-husband and I, moved back to the Hannibal area, so I was away from Sykeston Little Theater for a while. And I did some shows at Quincy Community Theater, um, 
later on. I I also did some shows at Jackson Community Theater once upon a time. I've done shows in lots of different places. Um, but then I got moved back down here, like I said, uh, about eight years ago, I think, with my daughter. Didn't get back involved with Sykes and Lissiter right away just because I was a school counselor for a while and the demands of my job, I wasn't, just wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to do it. But um, ended up going back into music. I took a job at Sykeson High School, and I was the Sykeson High School choir director and uh, junior high choir director and also the co-drama club sponsor. So um, I've actually, I'm kind of jumping all over here, um, but I've, I've done drama club. I've been a drama club sponsor at both Louisiana High School for seven years. I did drama club there. And then I was the co-drama club sponsor at Sykeston High School for two years. Wow. So that, that's where my first directing experience came. And then uh, it's when I started teaching at Sykeston High School, some of my students were auditioning for a musical called Big Fish at Sykeston Little Theater. And I'm like, Miss Jet, you really ought to go out for it. You know, you ought to, you ought to try it. And I'm like, okay. So I did. And that's how I got back involved with Sykeston. Little theater. Nice. Doing Big Fish, I played the witch back in 2018. Oh, okay. All right. I, yeah. I actually got to go to that one, so that was great. Yeah, that was an awesome production. So Yes, it was. A lot so, of fun, too. So yeah. 13, what was it at 13 that attracted you to want to get involved in theater? What was it? What was the thing that you were like, man, i got, I got to try this? You know, I'm not a, I look back, and I'm not exactly sure what it was. I was actually a very shy child. I'm not, you know, a lot of people think... Uh, theater people are really outgoing. No, I wouldn't say that I am. I would actually, I'd say I'm more of an introvert. I would rather get up on stage and pretend to be somebody else than to do like what I'm doing right now <laughs> and talk, talk to people um, directly. But I don't know. I think um, I just thought it was something I'd give a try. I mean, I did it. I really liked it. I remember I had to audition for the drama club doing a monologue from Huckleberry Finn. Imagine that I was from Hannibal, and our you know our drama club directors made seems it seems like a stretch to me. I don't know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> so because uh, for, for anybody who doesn't know, it's Boyhood Home of Mark Twain. So yeah. <laughs> we, we learned, you know, Tom Sawyer, Life on the Mississippi, all of that. We had to read it all in our English classes. So, but I think um, you're, I think you're exactly right though, because I I remember in high school because my sophomore year I took speech and debate and. Um, and which was a full year class, and then a semester of drama class, and I have no idea why I chose those two classes to take because I I was not outgoing. I was not, you know, the guy that wanted to be in front of the class even to speak. So I don't. I have no idea what what why I took those two classes, but I really believe most of the people that are involved in things like drama they really aren't very outgoing people. I mean, they are really kind of reserved, I find, anyway. I mean, you have some that are, you know, uh, well, I think my my daughter would be, I think, probably one of those who's just the butterfly in the room and, you know, goes around, and that's that's her, and she does stuff on stage and sings and whatnot. But, you know, I think for most part, I think most people like you and me are kind of, you know, I'd rather be behind the stage directing than being out front. Right. Right, and I, I'm not so I really love to perform, but like I say, I, I think part of the reason why I do like to act and perform is because I lose myself in the character, and I can get out there and express emotions that I would otherwise have trouble expressing as myself. <laughs> you know, I can kind of 
hide behind a character almost. Yeah. Yep. Now you, uh, with all of that experience in acting, um, you know, from 13 on, um, and obviously your experience in teaching and, and things of that nature, um, how did how was it for you to switch over from actor to director? Um, it was a little daunting at first, um, especially when I first started doing it with kids back in, uh, years ago went at Louisiana High School. Um, but I realized, you know what? You know, once I got into it, I'm like, I've been on their side. I've been in their shoes, you know, so I can relate to them. And that helps me as a director, being able to relate to my, to the actors. And to be perfectly honest, even though I've done all that drama club stuff that I mentioned, um, doing this at Sykes and Little Theater with the quality of the productions that are put on at Sykes and Little Theater and working with adults <laughs> as opposed to working with kids really was very nerve-wracking for me at first. Um, but now that I've gotten into it, I'm really having a ball. It's, a, it's really a lot of fun. Um, it is, and, it, it, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, that, yeah, I mean, I'm just really, really pleased with the transition. I was wondering myself, okay, am I, am I, am I going to be able to do this? And then I realized, you know what? Yeah, I, I can do this because they know me. They know me, but I, I can do what I'm asking them to do. They know that I have some idea about how to develop a character and stuff. So when I'm asking them to work on that, they know what I'm asking for and that I know what I'm asking them to do. And, um, you know, and it's just a whole lot of fun, and I think the thing that I'm really getting excited about is the fact that I get to be creative. It's it's my vision that's going to the stage, you know, and uh, and that's pretty exciting. Uh, uh, the, from all of your experience and people who have taught you all these things throughout the years and, and whatnot, as you go and went into the director's chair, and again, this is not your first time, but... Um, what are some things that, that you kind of drew from, uh, from those past experience or teachers or others who have directed you? Were there things that you've done, like in this show, for instance, that maybe you're like, hey, I remember this way back whenever we did this and that worked. Let's try, let's try that here. Like, were there things like that that helped you along as you directed this play? Oh, yeah. And um, I'm very grateful to have um, uh, Jeremiah Dunmeyer as my uh, assistant director. Um, he knew I was kind of on the fence about wanting to direct, and he's like, look, if you'll do this, you know, I'll be your assistant director, I'll help you out, because he's directed me in several of the plays I've done at Sykes and Little Theater, and so I kind of been drawing on his experience some, and um, plus, you know, I like think back to my high school choir director, um, who I had a great deal of respect for, and still do, he's still... And he's still educating. He's teaching at a fine arts um, high school, Magnet High School, actually now. And um, he was a fantastic director when in high school. Not only did he direct us in the choir, but he directed the school musical every year. And he himself was involved in Hannibal Community Theater, and he did a lot of acting and, and performing himself. And so I draw on experiences I learned from all those places. I've... I've actually drawn on experience I've learned from one of the members of my cast, Cody Smither. Um, he is, uh, you know, studied drama at SEMO, and he is a really gifted director. He's only 28 years old, and I was his assistant director for The Crucible, and I learned so much from him, from watching him. It was kind of humbling for me because I'm almost <laughs> I'm not, not going to say that. 
I'm much older than him. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> but you can learn a lot from a the lot. young ones. Yeah, absolutely. Terry, you were mentioning um, just a few moments ago about Little Theater and the quality of the, of the productions. People have no idea who, who this wonderful, wonderful little best-kept secret that we have in Sykeston, which is Sykeston Little Theater. It's a great facility. Let's just get that out of the way. And and how everything is done there, the, the sets, the lighting, sound, everything is really top-notch. They do put a lot of – you guys put a lot of hard work into this. Um, but it really is great productions, great facility to go see a, a play or a musical. You're absolutely right. A lot of people that have come to us, we've had sometimes people, patrons that come from out of town, that come from larger cities and stuff, and they sometimes attend, you know, professional theaters in St. Louis or Memphis or wherever, and they'll come and see Sykes and Little Theater just on a whim, and they're like, wow, we had no idea, and we thought we were sitting, you know, in a professional theater, you know, watching this show. And, um, you know, we're really proud of that because not only are we very fortunate as a community theater to have our own facility and to have all the incredible talent that we have involved there um, in in this community in general to draw on, but we're a completely volunteer theater, too. And, you know, and that's that's rather where nobody there makes a penny for anything they do. You know, everything is volunteer, and yet people just pour their heart into it, and we're just so blessed. For that. It is hours upon hours of work. There's about eight weeks of, of from start time to the actual show being put on, and it is really unbelievable the amount of hours they put in. And, and, and Terry, you, you're putting in a lot of hours on this show. Explain the difference between what, what for those who have seen the movie, you know, Fonda and all the others, who's such a great cast in that movie, The Twelve Angry uh, Men versus Twelve Angry Jurors. What's the difference that people are going to see here? Honestly, um, I don't think that they'll see a whole lot of difference. Um, we are actually, um, you know, we have the rights for the 12 Angry Men script, and it gives you um, a little bit of license to change up a little bit of things. For people who may not know, and honestly, I did not know this until I started doing my research for the show, back in 1954 when the made-for-TV movie came out, uh, women were not allowed to, to serve on juries. And so... You know, there were, it would, would only have been 12 Angry Men, could only ever be 12 Angry Men. But um, we wanted to modernize it a little bit. And the script, and when you purchase the rights for the, the play, it does kind of allow for some of that for you to um, make a few adjustments. And one of those is to allow women to be on the jury. And so that's why the change of the name to 12 Angry Jurors. Now there's, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so really the script itself. The story does not change much at all. Just some minor things about the lines have, are changed. Some she's to he's, or, or excuse me, he's to she's, and things like that. Um, we have four women in the cast, and one of the women's playing the bailiff, and one of them is playing uh, the foreman. Um, you know, we've got another woman playing juror four, and one's playing juror six. And really, though, the story itself and the characterization is not that different. So I don't think people that are fans of 12 Angry Men will really see a huge difference between 12 Angry Men and our version of 12 Angry Jurors. Now, one thing that is really different, at least for the theater, is where Mm -hmm. the audience will be sitting. Oh, absolutely. This I'm really excited about. 
for the first time ever, we are putting the, the audience on the stage with the actors. I wanted to have a claustrophobic feel for this. The jurors are in the, they're locked literally in this jury room, this jury deliberation room until they come up with their verdict. It is a hot day in the middle of the summer. The air conditioning isn't working. Um, that is one thing that we changed about the lines a little bit, um, cause we're going to change the setting a little bit. Um, but the, I wanted them to feel like they're right there. I want the audience to feel like they're right there in that jury room with the, the actors. And so we've built risers on the Sykes and Little Theater stage. Uh, we have a set that's going to look, you know, very elaborate, a three, uh, three-walled three set right there on the stage, and the jury forms the fourth wall. So they're within feet of the actors at some points when the actors are moving about and stuff, they may be within inches of some of the actors as they're performing. And so I think it's going to be really exciting. They're going to feel like they're right there in the courtroom with them and be a, really be a part of what's going on. And it gets pretty heated in that courtroom. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've read the play and, and then I've, you know, obviously seen the movie like so many other people. Um, but this is really unique because I don't, as you mentioned, I don't think this has been done before at, at Little Theater. But you know, the great thing about Little Theater is that no matter where you sit, there isn't a bad seat. I mean, it's, a, it's just a great little theater. But man, this this is incredible to to be on the stage and that close to essentially the action that's happening right in front of you. It really will be. Yeah, we really. Be, it really will be. Um, and that's one reason why people need to get their tickets really soon because we're limited to 64 uh, seats per show. Um, but that's our average for most of our dramas is about that amount. So we're, that's what we have. We can seat comfortably and nice chairs. Not, I mean, the risers themselves are chair risers. We got nice, comfortable chairs for, for each patron, handicap accessible too, um, if need be. But uh, we can accommodate 64 people on the stage for each show in the audience. Now, I know, listen, people are always attracted to the musicals, right? They they love mm-hmm. musicals. They want to go see them. But there are some great dramas out there. And um, it, it, it I, I don't know how to put this without making it sound too bad, but it really aggravates me sometimes because of all the work that goes in and everything that everyone puts their heart and soul into, and you don't sell as many as a musical, and it's frustrating because mm-hmm. these dramas are really good, and this is a great one. I mean, I love this play, and I told you earlier, I'm, I'm hoping I can find a hole in my weekend so I can come um, because this is one of those that when I saw it, I'm like, man, I've, I've got to go see this play because it's such a great play. It really is. It's got a great story. Um, it is... Um, should I share with the audience what the the story of it is, if they're unfamiliar? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you want to share a little bit of that, sure, go ahead. Okay. Okay, the story is about um, a 19-year-old man who has just gone on trial for the stabbing death of his father. Um, and for many of the jurors, they believe it's going to be an open and shut case. You know, they, they believe that there's no way that this kid could not be guilty. And there's one juror who, um, you know, is kind of very thoughtful and compassionate. He's concerned that they're not giving this boy his due because they're making their minds up too soon. And he, he doesn't feel right about the way things went. He doesn't feel that the defense attorney did a very good job and he wants to help them re- to go back over the evidence and re-examine it. And not all the jurors are prepared to do that. So it leads to some conflict. Um, 
but it brings out some wonderful points. I mean, it shows, it puts a spotlight on some of the biases and the prejudices that we have in our society. And there are people in this jury that represent all different facets of society. Um, and it also points out some of the flaws and some of, you know, maybe what is the most important thing, what's the most precious thing about our judicial system. In fact, to me, I think the central theme of the show is about reasonable doubt. You know, in a lot of countries, people are not considered guilty until proven or innocent until proven guilty. They're considered guilty until proven otherwise. But in our judicial system, it's about reasonable doubt. You have to make sure that beyond any reasonable doubt that this person is guilty before you can convict them. And that's what it comes down to in this show. They have to determine, is there any reasonable doubt that this kid actually did it? He's 19 years old. Do we really want to put him away for the rest of his life? Or better yet, it's actually a, a capital trial. Do we want to send this kid to his death? Do we have enough evidence to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he did it before we send this kid to his death? And there's great discussion within the play and in and, and the script, and, uh, man, it's so good. And I, I, I really hope that I find that window of opportunity to come, because I really want to see this production. Terry, I know it's going to be great. And listen, if people want to get tickets, they can go to the website, I guess? Yes, com, and you can follow the links there and get your tickets. Uh, tickets go on sale this Sunday, the 29th. For members, and then next uh, Sunday, February fifth, for the general public. All right, Terry. So, thanks a lot. You want to get them early? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Terry. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to on the talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.